glad in it. I recognize that we are not in the cathedral together today, but I am so grateful to have the opportunity to teach the word of the Lord to you. We have been over the last few weeks dealing with struggling with the instructions of the Lord. Today, as we uh, start looking at these triggers that we have to disobeying the instructions, I want to pray and I want to jump into the word directly. Father, I thank you. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to teach the scripture, to teach the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Give me strength to deliver. Give us ears to hear what the spirit would say to the church in Jesus name. Amen. So we come to our third trigger, our third trigger when it comes to disobeying the instructions of the Lord. And we've already dealt with um, the struggle of who. And when I'm talking about the who trigger, that's that instruction when that, that trigger when I say, I don't want to do it because of who is involved or who will be impacted if I say yes to what the Lord has said. And many of us struggle with that. We won't do it because of who is involved or who will be impacted. But secondly, we deal with the what trigger we dealt with before. And that what trigger is, is prevalent on some of us because there are some times where God will tell us what to do. And we go into an instant rebellion or excuse-making posture at the very moment that we hear the instruction of the Lord. Today, I want to deal with the issue of when. We're going to be dealing with the issue of when as it pertain, pertains to the instruction of the Lord. So we've already dealt with who, we've dealt with what. Today, we're going to be dealing with when as it pertains to the instruction of the Lord. So when I talk about when, the issue really can be approached from two different perspectives, and we're going to approach both of them. Perspective number one, watch, is when we struggle with when the manifestation of the Lord's instruction is going to come to pass. When we struggle with when the manifestation of the Lord's instruction is going to come to pass. Perspective number two is when we struggle with when the Lord wants us to comply with the instruction of the Lord. So uh, perspective number one, God, when is this going to happen? Struggle or perspective number two is when do I actually have to do this? So this morning, I'm going to deal with the first of the two perspectives. And when we come together during our midweek, I'm going to deal with the next perspective. So today, I'm going to deal with when we are struggling with when the manifestation of the Lord is going to come to pass. There are times, if we're honest, there are times where we know we heard God. Anybody ever know you've heard the voice of the Lord? Where we know we have heard God, but because there's been so much time, hear me, between the word and the manifestation we find ourselves faltering in our faith. So God said it and we know we heard him, but there's been so much time in between when we know we heard God and when we have seen manifestation or the lack thereof, we can find ourselves faltering in our faith. There's also times that due to the amount of time between, watch this, when we heard God, 
and where we now stand lacking this manifestation that we start doubting that we even heard God in the first place. How many of you have ever been there when it hasn't happened yet, therefore God, maybe that wasn't you. It hasn't happened, I'm speaking to somebody. It hasn't happened yet, therefore God, maybe I didn't hear you correctly. Maybe I missed something. Maybe it was off. Maybe the prophet didn't really understand. Maybe I didn't hear you in prayer because there's been so much time between what I heard and um, what I've seen. I haven't seen it yet. Or watch this. I heard this, but I see that. Watch this. When what I see seems to be a direct contradiction to what I heard, I oftentimes will find myself, many of us will find ourselves going back to reevaluate what we heard instead of speaking against what we see. Let me slow that down. Let me slow that down. When what I see is a direct contradiction to what I have heard, instead of me rebuking what I see, uh -huh, I will go back and try to reevaluate what I believe I heard. One more time. When what I see is in a direct contradiction to what I believe I heard, instead of me rebuking the thing that I see as erroneous, I will go back and try to redefine what I heard because many of us, glory to God, have more faith in what we see than what we believe we have heard from the Lord. So what do we do when we feel like God is taking too long? We have really two options here, if we're going to be honest. We have two options. God, you're taking too long. God, this can't be it. God, I haven't seen it yet. We really have two options. Number one, we can give up and change course. Just give up and change course. Just stop going the course of the instruction of the Lord, and you can go a different course. Well, wait, 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 wait. But before you go there, Bishop, what if I legitimately didn't hear God in the first place? Well, watch this. If we didn't hear God in the first place, this is still a message of alignment. Uh, where we have problems is when we don't like the journey and we start struggling back and forth between God. I know that was you, but this don't look like what you said. That's where things get really crazy. So what do we do when we feel like God is taking too long or we feel like this manifestation is off? We can give up. That's number one. We can give up and change course. We can. We can just give up and change course. And then when we do that, we start asking God to bless our will instead of his. We can give up and change course. And then we're saying, God, I want you to bless what I want to do because this feels more comfortable. This feels more right. I have more control. Look at all this freedom I now have. Look at how everything is falling into place because even the devil will allow you to feel comfortable for a season. Please let us not forget that when uh, they ate of the fruit of the garden in, in Eden that for a moment exactly what the devil said came to pass. Ha! Hey, hey, let us not forget that for a moment, for there was a season where what the devil said came to pass. But the problem with the devil is the devil doesn't give you the repercussions to your actions. So we can give up and change course and we can ask God to bless our will instead of his, but that won't work because now we're walking in the flesh. Or, or number two, we can stay the course and believe. And today I want to argue that we must stay the course and believe. 
I need somebody in the comments who's listening to me right now. I need somebody who is out there, whatever platform you're on, to go ahead and write, stay the course. I need you to write that down in whatever comment. Go ahead and put it on your status. Stay the course. Write it in your notes. If you're taking notes, stay the course. I need you to tell yourself, self, stay the course. Let me begin today with a scriptural promise found in Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, glory to God, verse 9. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, glory, we will reap if we do not grow weary. Please notice that I said I was beginning with a scriptural promise. And this promise in Galatians chapter 6, 9 says, as long as I am walking in the will of God, there is a harvest connected to my doing. Huh? There is a harvest connected to my doing. I need somebody to write this. Doing good is a seed. Yes. Every time I do what God says, I'm putting a seed in the ground. And the Bible says, as long as the earth remains. There will always be seed, time, and harvest. And so Galatians starts, and I start foundationally with this message today, that, that, that we need to not grow weary in, where do I not grow weary? Doing good. Why? Because in due season, after uh, uh, enough time for the harvest to actually go ahead and take root, you'll reap. Because that is a promise, seed, time, and harvest. Here's the problem. Once we cease to do good, once we cease to do good, we are sabotaging our harvest. Once we cease to do good, we are sabotaging our harvest. There have been times where I told God he was taking too long only for God to remind me that I was the one who had gotten outside of his will. There are times where I told God I didn't see it only for God to remind me what I wasn't doing correctly. Why? Because there's a promise connected to my doing good. When I put myself in divine alignment with the will of God, I put myself in alignment with a divine harvest. Once we cease to do good, we are sabotaging our harvest. And when we sabotage our own harvest by not doing good, we can no longer say we didn't hear God. We can no longer talk about maybe I missed him. We can no longer talk about maybe I was off. We can no longer talk about God, you're taking too long. Because the truth is that God is waiting for our realignment with doing good. As long as we are in a degenerated state, God is waiting on us to put ourselves in the posture of regeneration. He wants us to be transformed. And so when I'm not doing good, when I am meeting evil with evil, when I'm not walking in the ways of the Lord when I know better. Come on, come on, come on. I know better. I know that I'm supposed to love my neighbor as I love myself. And I ain't doing none of that. I'm always busy acting a fool and, and, and trying to uh, uh, satisfy my own flesh once we cease to do good. We are sabotaging our harvest. And when we sabotage our own harvest by not doing good, we can no longer put the blame on our lack of manifestation on anybody but ourselves. It's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord. So, 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 so the truth is, God is waiting on our realignment. So don't grow weary in well doing. 
and you're not really prepared to go to the rest of this message, even though I challenge everybody to continue to take notes. If you can look at yourself right now and say, I'm not even doing good, then this is where you start. That's where you start. So once this realignment takes place, the next thing that we must do in order to stay the course, somebody write down, stay the course. The next thing that I must do in order to stay the course is shift your mindset. So if, if you're putting your notes in some form here, first, if I'm going to stay the course, I must make sure that I'm doing good. I got to make sure God, me and you okay? Because watch this, watch this. A double-minded man is unstable in, watch all his ways. If I'm double-minded in anything, I'm unstable in everything. Ha. If I'm double-minded in anything, I'm unstable in everything. So if there's anything in my life that is out of alignment with God, I am putting myself in jeopardy for the very things that I'm asking God to manifest. Yes. So I need to say, God, if there is anything, not just the thing that I'm believing God for, anything that is out of whack in my life, anything that is out of alignment in my prayer life, anything that is out of alignment in the way that I handle your people, God, get that thing together. Because once I'm in alignment, the next thing I must do to stay the course is shift my mindset. We know what Romans 12 says, be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind because transformation takes place when my mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination are renovated. Now, let's take this a step further. Go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians, please. 2 Corinthians, if you will, chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and let's look at, hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. You guys know these texts. So the first thing I'm going to do is make sure that I am in alignment. Okay, God, I'm in alignment. Okay, I'm, I've searched my life, and I've seen if there is anything that's, that's out of whack, and, and, and I'm, I'm in alignment, God. Okay, then the next thing, because I'm still not seeing manifestation. I'm still not seeing manifestation, Bishop. I still need to see it. I'm not seeing it like the scripture says it. The next thing is I have to shift my mindset. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, let's start at verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war according to flesh. Well, how do we war? For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. What are they? But divinely powerful. For what? For the destruction of fortresses. Watch. So the weapons that God has given to the believer are for. Huh? They are for. Watch this. When God gives us a weapon, he gives us a weapon that has a specific use. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for it has anointed me too. For the weapons of our warfare are for. Many of us cannot get the appropriate of watch this, the appropriate harvest because we are not using our weapons for their intended use. Teach. You cannot just sit here and use any tool for any purpose. That is abuse, abnormal use. So what is the weapon that God gave us for? It is for the destruction of fortresses. It is not for the tearing down of your brother. It is not for the elevation of your flesh. It is not for the manipulation of other people. It is not for your own unrighteous gain. It is not for you to get what you want. It is for the pulling down the destruction of fortresses. If you are trying to use a supernatural weapon for anything other than God's intended purposes, the weapon will not 
work. So the first thing I must do, am I, am I together? Yes, I'm, now I gotta shift my mindset. And I have to use the weapons of God for what they are for. What are they for? The destruction of fortresses. But here's the thing. Because you're, you're talking about mindset, Bishop. Yes, I am. Because watch this. The fortress that must be destroyed by our weapon is, is right here in verse 5. We, hey, glory, are destroying. What are we destroying? Speculation. Where does the speculation reside? In the mind. And every lofty thing raised up against what? The knowledge of God. Because the enemy comes for what you believe. I need somebody to listen to me. The enemy comes for what you believe. So when God gives us a supernatural weapon, he gives us a supernatural weapon so that we can accomplish the work that he put before us in Romans 12. Be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because if I can break down the fortress that is in the mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination, there is no problem with divine alignment with the supernatural will of God. So the first thing I do is I say, God, am I where I need to be? The answer, yes. Okay, two, I have to shift my mindset. So I take my supernatural weapon and I look everywhere in my mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination. And I began to pull down the fortresses. What are the fortresses? Speculation. It might be like this. No, 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 no. Either it is or it is not. If God be for you, who can be against you? You got to pull down the speculation. Every speculation that says that you're not healed, pull it down. Every speculation that says you're not delivered, pull it down. Every speculation that says you cannot make it, pull it down. Every speculation that says that you're always going to be broken, pull it down. Every speculation that says that you cannot recover, pull it down. Preach. Every speculation that says that your family will never make it, pull it down. Every speculation that says that your children can't come to God, pull it down. This is what the supernatural weapon is for. It is to take everything, every mindset, every thought that is against God, is against his supernatural way of doing things and break it. Yes, God. So I got to shift my mindset. I got to shift my mindset because that's what the weapons are for. What are we destroying? Verse 5. Speculation. Every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. We're taking every thought captive. Why? Why do I take these thoughts captive? To the obedience of who? Christ. And we're ready to punish all disobedience, even in ourselves. Whenever obedience is complete, I'm not ready to punish anything until I'm obedient. I'm not willing to say nothing until I'm obedient. That's why I started with Galatians 6. I got to make sure that I'm doing well before I get my mindset shifted. I'm ready to punish disobedience even in me when my obedience is complete. I need to somebody to put stay the course. I need somebody to put stay the course because the mindset that, that says it'll never work out, that's a mindset that is not God. A mindset that says too big, that's not God. A mindset that says too much, that is not God. A mindset that says too expensive, that is not God. A mindset that says you can't make it, that is not God. But the mind of Christ, which we are all supposed to strive and actually he died so that we could obtain it. That mind, that mind, that mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Somebody shout, stay the course. Somebody shout, stay the course. We must give birth. Hallelujah. We must give birth to a mindset that refuses to give up. <laughs> oh, 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 you got 
to give a, give birth to a mindset. In due season, I'll reap if I faint not. See, that's a mindset. Oh, I'm going to reap. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. See, y'all got to understand something. Hallelujah. Y'all got to understand something. My wife, uh, yes, Lord. There's a, there's a, hallelujah. My wife in our garden, she said, uh, sweetie, we're going to plant some garlic. And I said, okay. And she said, but the thing is, we got to plant it now and it ain't going to be ready. Hallelujah. Till next season. I said, wait, 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 what you mean? She said, you got to plant it now and it'll, it'll go ahead and take root during the winter. Hallelujah. And it's not going to be ready to harvest until next season. There are some things that we were able to harvest in our garden. We were able to harvest it in the same season that we planted. Whoa! There were some things that we planted and harvested in the same season. But there are some things, hallelujah, that you got to plant in one season and harvest in another. There are some things that you won't even see them, but they're under the surface. Come on now, preparing for a harvest in another season. Hear me. Some of you, you got to sow in tears but reap in joy. You got to understand that though I might have planted it in one season, in due season, I'm going to reap if I faint not. I need somebody to shift your mindset. I need somebody to encourage your virtual neighbor and tell them to stay the course. I need to pull down every other mindset. I got to pull it down, pull it down, pull it down, pull it down. We must give birth to a mindset that refuses to give up. A mindset that endures. How do I get a mindset that endures? I get a mindset that endures because it is, watch this, attached to the instruction of the Lord. My mind is attached to his instruction. Ha. Oh, that's good to me. My mind is attached to his instruction. I have to have an enduring mindset. Now, watch this. What is an enduring mindset? Can I teach some more? Go ahead and turn to James chapter 1. Hallelujah. Turn to James chapter 1. Hallelujah. What is an enduring mindset? Somebody say, I need an enduring mindset. Come on now. Some of y'all almost ready to give up right now. Some of y'all ready to just go ahead and let your grip go. But I'm challenging somebody on the other side of this camera to say, hold on, I'm not going to give up now. You brought me too far. I got an enduring mindset. Let me go ahead and tighten my grip. How do you tighten your grip? What does an enduring mindset say? What is the background of an enduring mindset? James chapter 1. Verse 2, consider, hallelujah, consider it all joy. Let me stop right there. It is important that James says consider because consideration takes place in the mind, yes. Because he understood for me to see something that looks one way and consider it another way means that I already have to have a mindset that is attached, glory, to the instruction of God. Consider, consider it all joy. My brethren, when you encounter various trials, he doesn't even specify because it don't matter. He don't specify what tri trial because it don't matter. Whatever comes, my consideration is going to be God. You are for me. Whatever you say, my consideration, my mind is on these things. Whatsoever good, whatsoever lovely, whatsoever of a good report, I think on these things. See, you can say what you want, but I got a different consideration. The doctor can say whatever they want, but we got a different consideration. Come on, you can declare anything you want, but I got a different consideration. My mind is attached to the will of God and come what may though you slay me yet will I trust him my mind has a different consideration consider it all joy my brethren when you encounter various trials knowing 
There's that mind. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Endurance. Oh, but I want to give up right there. No, verse 4. Let endurance have its perfect work. Work. Let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Let endurance do it. <laughs> let endurance do it. Some of you right there, right there. God is like, will you please let endurance run its full course? Come on, don't harvest it yet because you want me to hurry up and make it better. But I'm trying to let endurance have its perfect result. You want me to hurry up and change it. You want me to hurry up and fix it. You want me to hurry up and restore it. You want me to hurry up and renew it. But God says, not yet. Come on now, you just keep your mind on my instruction and you you let endurance have its perfect result because on the other side of this thing when I get done making a way you will know that you are now steadfast, unmovable, always glory, abounding in the work of the Lord. You got to have an enduring mindset. Somebody shout, stay the course. Stay the course. If you're going to stay on the path of the instruction of the Lord we must fix our eyes on the source of the instruction. Yes. Don't fix your eyes on time. Don't fix your eyes on circumstance. Don't fix your eyes on what you see. Remember, walk by faith, not, your, not by sight. I need you to fix your eyes on the source of instruction. What is that? His name is Jesus. We got to walk by faith and continue to speak the word of the Lord. Somebody say, stay the course. Fix your eyes on the instruction. One more time. So, so if I'm going back, sorry. For those of you guys who are keeping notes, the first thing I got to do is make sure I'm okay. I got to make sure that I'm doing well. The next thing that I must do is I must shift my mindset. The next thing, after shifting my mindset, I must, watch this, fix my eyes on the instruction. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I got to fix my eyes on the instruction. I hope somebody's receiving this. Somebody just type, stay the course. Hebrews chapter 12. Glory to the Lamb. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Therefore, verse 1, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance. Yes, the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Glory. It says, listen, this text tells me in Hebrews chapter 12, you've heard everything in Hebrews 11. This is the context. You've heard of all of these great people of faith, but now that we're surrounded with them, I need you to make sure that while we're surrounded, I need you to lay aside the encumbrance and the sin, and I need you to run with endurance. That is patience. Somebody say, stay the course. Keep on running. Stay the course. How, Bishop? It is hard. How, Bishop? My money funny. How, Bishop? I'm not feeling well. How, Bishop? My friend
friend is sick. How, Bishop? I lost a family member. Stay the course. How, Bishop? Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He said, consider him. Consider what he went through and consider how he went through it. And let that be your pattern. Let that be your blueprint. Let that give you joy. Because if God be for you, let that be your joy. Because you have to recognize that Jesus died so that I can have a different set of rights. Yes, stay the course. Stay the course. Hallelujah. Stay the course. I know somebody feels like you're losing your grip, but stay the course. The Bible, the psalmist says, wait on the Lord. Hey, hey, be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. How long do I wait? Come on now. You just got to wait until it's harvest time. And I promise you, your harvest will come because the Bible has a promise where we started. Don't get weary in doing well. In due season, you will reap. I need somebody to type, I'm going to reap. God has a promise, I'm going to reap. I'm going to put myself in alignment and then I'm going to sit there and I'm going to shout over my reaping. It may not be my reaping season now, but I went back to my wife's garden. Come on now, let's go back to the garden. I know where the thing is planted. Even though I don't see it coming forth, I know where it's planted. And because I know where it is planted, I can walk with expectation every time. I walk by it. I am expecting what the harvest is going to be. I don't see it yet, but I know it's in there. I preach to somebody right now. You might not see it yet, but because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary, I need you to know it's in there. Somebody shout, it's in there. It's in there. I don't see it yet. I may not even feel it. Everybody may say I'm crazy, but I'm going to stay the course. Why? Because I know what I planted. I know that I have sown. I know that I have sown. I know I've sown in tears, but I know I'm going to now just go ahead and wait and say it's in there. I shout over it being in there. I worship over it being in there. I know what God said. Oh, stay the course. Hallelujah. Stay the course. Hallelujah. Stay the course, Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't give up now. You're close. Don't give up now. You're close. I hear it. Don't give up now. You're close. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wait on the Lord. Hey, glory. Be of good courage. He'll strengthen your heart. Wait, I say. Wait, I say on the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody receive it, receive it, receive it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Receive it. I may not see it now, but I know it's in there. Receive it. I don't even feel it. There's not even a sign when I walk by, but I know what I planted. It's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Hallelujah. I'm rejoicing over a harvest that I don't even know what the date is going to be, but it's in there. <laughs> Hallelujah. How can you? One, I need to make sure I'm doing well. Two, I need to make sure that I have a, a shifted mindset, a mindset that is connected to God's will. And then number three, I keep my eyes fixed on the instruction. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's glory. Here's where I need y'all to be. 
Glory to God. Here's where I need you to be. Here's what I really want you to meditate on. Here's what I need y'all to do. Hey, I, I challenge everybody listening to me right now to go through whatever your struggle is. Money, relationships, children, job, health, whatever it is, whatever your struggle, I need you to write down uh, the scripture, the will of God concerning your struggle or your set of struggles. Write it down. Write down God's will, not your feelings, not your emotion, not what they said, not what you heard. Write down the instruction of the Lord regarding whatever your struggle is. Write it down longhand. Don't type it. Don't put it in your phone. Write it down. And then I want you to confess. Hey, confess those scriptures daily. The Bible says, watch this, in his law, he meditates day and night. What happens? You become like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And watch this. Once you have confessed that, once you confess that, I need you to allow the truth of God to reprogram a, a, a mindset that might have been contrary to his will. Faith eh, comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just take this moment. Worship him. Worship him wherever you are, worship him. Worship him wherever you are, worship him, hallelujah. Worship him. Worship him, hallelujah, worship him. Glory, 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 glory. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you and give you peace. Glory, this is my prayer.